What's up, world? This is Rajanae, and you are now tuned in to the number one radio show for news, topics, interviews, and music. The Groove Live Show, hosted by DJ Mellow Jones on the ones and twos. Y'all heard it first, man. This is DJ Mellow Jones on the ones and twos. And it's time. It's time for another episode. It's between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Right here on Miami's number one Billboard Charter radio station, WKMT. DB, the great FM, connecting the world through music. As I said, I'm your host, DJ Mellow Jones on the ones and twos, and I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited. You know, this show is kind of special because, like, there's a lot of things I want to reflect on, and I had an impromptu guest just, like, pop in. So we're going to talk some topics with them very, very soon. I'm going to let her introduce herself real, real soon. But we got to start this show Hey, it's so much I want to talk about. I want to get into today is actually the last day of my twenties, y'all. Last day of my twenties. That's why it's special. So I'm gonna reflect a little bit on what the twenties was like and what stepping into the thirties is gonna be like. So I'm excited to talk about that a little bit. And then I got a couple extra topics we're gonna get into very, very soon. We're gonna play some music a little bit. Oh, but first, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to let the the guest introduce herself. Just make sure your mic is on. Wait, wait, wait. Make sure it's on first. We got a special guest. And um, My mic sounds nice. Go ahead. Talking to the mic. Testing. Yep. Perfect, perfect. So go ahead. For everyone listening right now, go ahead and let them know your name, where you're from, and where they can follow you at real quick. All right, Wagwan, this is Queen C.A.L.O., and I just moved here to Miami. You can follow me on the gram at Queen C.A.L.O., that's C-I-E-L-O underscore seven. Y'all heard that first. You just moved here from Miami. From where, we must have? Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. All right, Georgia Peaches in the building. So we're going to talk some things. You know, I let her introduce herself. As y'all know, this is the Groove Live Show. We're going to get into a little bit of music. This first track I got for y'all, there's so much good music out there in the world, man. So much good music out in the world. Sometimes I'm like, what should I play first? What should I play first? It's too much. It's too well, much. Well, you know, the movement right now is all about culture, so you got to hit them with a little bit of island flavor or Africa. Well, yeah, I was going to do that. I usually like to give them some R&B, but she right. You know, we could give them a little bit of island flavor. You know what I'm saying? So we on this first track, we're going to get into a little bit of Sizzler. Solid as a rock. What you know about that? Right here on the Groove Live Show with your host, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right? Choo! Good man down Always keep a smile when they want me to frown Keep the vibes and I stood my ground They will never ever take my crown Oh, jambless, I say no man curse Things getting better when they thought it would be worse Here comes the officers asking for a search They found no weapon, just only a draw first 
think I'm so solid as a rock They just can't stop me now Even when they set their tops They just can't stop me now People will say this and that They just can't stop me now Even when they set up roadblocks They just can't stop me now I just listen whenever they talk That is the light into my dark He cut and clear all my parts They fight me without a cause Trying to make my life so hard The king of kings and the lord of lords Give it all reward I'm so solid as a rock They just can't stop me now Even when they set their traps They just can't stop me now People will say this and that, they just can't stop me now Even when they set up roadblocks, they just can't stop me now So don't you mix me up in your dirty game You're only trying to tarnish my name You're only looking for the innocent to blame When you're the ones who wish the guns down the lane Only cause destruction and the pain But the righteous believes and the rain Love is all I got to give and I'm not to shine Looking for the future, the sky I can't tame Cause I'm so solid as a rock and they just can't stop me now Even when they send their traps, they just can't stop me now People will say this and that, they just can't stop me now Even when they set up roadblocks, they just can't stop me now So they can't keep a good man down Always keep a smile when they want me to crowns Keep the vibes and I stood my ground They will never ever take my crown Who's a bless? I say no man curse Things getting better when they thought it would be worse Here comes the officers asking for a search They found no weapon, just only a dropper Solid as a rock, they just can't Love 
come first, don't you know what life really worth? I need you like never before. African woman, you're the one I adore. I need you like never before. Royal black woman, she clean and pure. I need you like never before. Absent favor, heart so thunder Woman, you increase my children in number I need you like never before Royal woman, you're the one I adore I need you like never before To keep and care you, I'm so sure I need you like never before Whoa, yeah Aha, you're the one with whom I share my feelings I pick the flowers as a bloom, I meet in a room with words of greetings. Oh, love and honesty, baby girl, there's no cheating. I give you perfect love and security, burn the hate and words, that's for surety. You need my loving, baby girl, here it is. Things we do bring me memories, woman, I need you like never before. African woman, you're the one I adore. I need you. Treat you right and that is so honorable It's a lion, yeah, he's unconquerable Oh, need my loving heritage, girlfriend Things we do, I say, it bring me memories more. From the first day I met you I know I'm gonna get you Woman, I need you Like never before All right, y'all, welcome back, welcome back to the Groove Live Show, this your main man, DJ Mellow Jones on the ones and twos. And that was some sizzler with Woman, I Need You, like never before. Hey. No, we're going to talk some things because I think we might as well parlay that into one of the topics I wanted to get into. And um, you wanted to get into as well. Absolutely. Um, Relationships of today. Oh wow! <laughs> like here we hear Sizzler talking about woman, I need you, but a lot of these current relationships, men and women, not admitting that they need each other. Absolutely. You know, women out here talking. About, I don't need a man. You know, these men is out here like fuck these hoes. You know, <laughs> it's just to me, honestly. I think it's all a domino effect of men and women feeling hurt, you know? It's it's hurt people hurting people. That's all it is. It's gonna uh, it's a consistent thing. So they're gonna always feel like that. They're gonna always feel like that. Yeah, hurt people, hurt people. So basically you're saying a lot of healing needs to be done. Yes, absolutely. And they wouldn't have to worry about, oh, I don't need a man and this and that. That's just you being miserable. But the thing is, it's like, I I mean, I know on both sides they do that. But I don't know. I feel like 
when it comes to that, I feel like relationships of today, people aren't humble. No. I, I think that's the thing. I think people too deep into their ego where like being in a relationship almost seems like a damper on the it's like almost like cramped they style, you know. Yeah, I mean I hear it now a lot here lately that most people prefer to be single to be able to see more than one person because they don't want to deal with commitment shit right now because with so much going on in relationships and how people becoming toxic and afraid to yes. deal with being in a relationship, they don't want to get hurt again. They just want to live life. Because right now, what's trending is people wanting to catch a vibe, feeling a vibe, you know? It's a lot of promiscuity. Like, I don't feel like people really get to know people. No. Like, the way they move is like you hear stories of situationships people end up falling into. Right. And it's just like, you, you kind of move too fast with this person. Like, what do you expect? And it's funny because most of it happened with these online dating apps. I hear a lot of stories about that. And it's crazy. It is crazy. It's very crazy. Um... I don't know. I feel like people just don't take relationships seriously anymore. And I, I feel like people aren't honest. You know, if you want, like, you should be able to be transparent. That's the word I like to use. It's just like, there's nothing to hide. Right, right. This is it. Right. And I'm not trying to lead you. I'm not trying to woo. This is it. This is me. But being here honest. lately you've had people that are literally open and honest about their status and still want to do things to, I really, it's just messed up. Like, <laughs> like I see a lot of married men not afraid to be out in the open about their being married and they still would want to be single and have different multiple relationships. But if that's what you want, be honest about that. Like, yeah. say you're a polygamous person. Like, yeah, you believe you, you in hear having a lot multiple of that. wives. And just be honest with that, you know, so people can make that decision. Like, am I cool with that? Right. Yes or no? Because marriage and so that's like long-term commitments. That right. You, you know, that stuff is like, if you choose the wrong person when it comes to those aspects of life, it could alter because, like, marriage is such a big yes part of life i yes. think and i think people don't the way society is set we make it we minimize really the significance of marriage like right. what it really means right like holy matrimony right it like when you when you minimize that it's just like that big decision seems like not a big deal. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They really make the wrong decision when it Absolutely. comes to who to get into committed long-term relationships with and who to have children with ultimately. Right. Cause a child is like a clock. Like it's just, it's almost, it's like time. It's just, it goes, it doesn't stop. Like when you have a kid, you have this life, like it's just there. Right. And you can't reverse it. Like, life has to shift now, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I think people really don't understand that because we don't put the significance on family and 
and real unity between right. people because that's really what marriage right, is. Right, because you you <laughs> you hear the 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 rates that are literally up when it comes to divorce and separate homes because nowadays they don't value marriage like how they used to. Because back in the day when, you know, our grandmothers, you know, back when you hear them having 11 kids by the same man being married to this man, no matter what, for years. Nowadays, it's like a joke. You hear more divorces than anything. Yeah, you rarely hear, like, people are happily married for, like, 20, 30 years. And I feel like people, they don't understand how important of a decision that is because we don't make it enough of a priority as far as like what we value in Absolutely. our culture Absolutely. especially when we have our approach to relationships it's like you think you know what you want but you really don't because now you're stuck thinking what did i get myself into like i don't think i'm ready but i love this person at the same time you know that's happened to me mm. and that's a that's a messed up feeling but at the same time though i try not to judge the situation because once upon a time that was me so i have to understand you know he wasn't fully ready to commit so you gotta dip it's like life goes on time it you know you see that you're sitting here waiting for that Right. where you see that that's not going to happen or you just move on. And I feel right. like when, sh- when you're transparent with people, that's what would happen. Right. But like, I don't know, the culture is so competitive where it's like everybody's trying to capitalize. So it kind of makes for a lot, a lot of darkness and approach to relationships. Like yeah. what can I get out of this person instead of what can I give to this person? Right. And it's so messed up because now they look at marriage as a, bad thing no it's not you know i i still think that marriage is still beautiful you know it's all on how you perceive it because you we all have our own personal experience and then on top of that 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 chemistry that you have with that person that's all what matters you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day people are going to always have their opinions of what marriage is at the end of the day you know what i'm saying like so I I speak no negative energy when it comes to marriages. I I still believe in marriage. You know what I'm saying? Of course we're going to get our heart broken every now and then. But that's just preparing us for something better because we wasn't ready yet. We had to go through all of this to get to something better. You know? Yeah, it's a journey. Life is a journey, you know. Yeah, love is a journey and it it's is. beautiful. At the same time, though, it's painful. <laughs> Why is it like that in the same sentence? Why? Because growth and comfort can't exist in the same place. So if you really want a relationship to make you grow, is it's going to have to take you through a lot of pain. Like I, you, I think we learn a lot about self-love and self-respect through right. hard breakups that we have right. where we it's- feel like we kind of, you I don't know, let somebody kind of encroach on boundaries where it's like right there's a lack of respect there and I'm cool with it just right. because of other aspects of the relationship you know I, I want to say this I'm trying to think of where I heard this from but this popped up in my head when we were talking about pain 
it's like we come into this world feeling our mother's pain. We're going to leave this world feeling pain. Um, Are we going to leave this world feeling pain? I think that's a choice. You know, I think we, we go through our pain to grow and to evolve from it. Because life without pain is a life without real experience. That's right. like a life without failure, right. you know? So a life without that would be meaningless. There would be no growth. You know, what's the right. point? Right. So The pain, honestly, that's where all my stories are from, pain. And I, I don't think going through those things are necessarily a bad thing. Like, yes, it may, the, the literal circumstances probably were bad, but I think breakups really help us grow. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're meant to marry the first person you, you get into a relationship with right. or the per- first person you sleep with. Right. You kind of got to, you know, see what you like, see what right. you don't like. Because right. if you do that, you'll never know if you really enjoy right what you, you ever, have because you've never experienced anything else so you have nothing to compare it to right. you ever been with somebody to where it's like when y'all go through this breakup phase where you just have those moments where you just ah. um i don't know I'm, you. i love you man i don't want to talk to you <laughs> oh, um i don't know i think that might be a difference between men and women as far as reactions to relationships like yeah you have those feelings a little bit but you you kind of pick yourself up you you kind of you know admit things that you were denying for you know during the relationship because when you go through when you go through a relationship you can kind of feel if this is really something that's going to go far or something that you're just kind of enjoying right now. Yeah, because I'm the type of person, like, I tell people all the time, like, you want to know something about me? From the very beginning, I observe everything about you. I want to see how your energy intertwines with me, how you observe my energy and how you are around other people. I want to see what type of personality you have. You know what I'm saying? I want to see how you carry yourself. That's one thing I notice when it comes to, you know, first meeting somebody that I like. You know, I'm going to really watch you just to see what type of person you is. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm... I'm I'm still I'm still hopeful when it comes to love. I know it's out there. Um. Yeah, it's out there. You just got to be confident in that and trust in the process. I think. Um, but I think you really, you you got to figure you you have to kind of marry your own self first. Yeah. To really understand, like, like in order to really relate to someone else, you have to be be able to relate to yourself. Right. You know? Right. Like there has to be some level of right. basis, right. you know. So I don't know as far as I don't know as far as like regret or having like mixed feelings over oh no over a, a relationship or having those mixed emotions like you were saying like oh I hate you I love you this and that this I and mean that. we've had a, we've had them you know what I'm saying honestly I know I've had them to where I'm like you know no 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 what I'm saying is I just feel like 
you know, men's and, and women's reaction and, and response to relationships, I feel like might just be fundamentally different. <laughs> like, That's just yeah. what I was saying there. Like, like yeah. yeah, I mean, you have your moments where you're sad, but you're just mm-hmm. like, be honest with yourself, bro. I mean, did you want to marry her or were you just enjoying yourself? Be honest, you know? Yeah, and then because you, you, have, you have that moment and then you realize when you pick yourself back up, you can be like, what the hell? You know, but it, it doesn't have to be like you really dropped, though. I mean, it could just be the relationship doesn't work or you feel like you kind of make after you spend some time with somebody, you kind of you see like, what is this? Do we want to go far with this? Are we just mm-hmm. kind of enjoying casual? Like, I feel like at some point you kind of have to establish that. Right. And it, it, it's an un- uncomfortable conversation. But if you right. really respect somebody, you right. you kind of got to let them like this is this is my boundary this is as much as i want i don't really want i don't know what you may want or you know what i'm saying like would you choose to be single yeah i feel like you should choose to be single not like on purpose where you don't want to date anybody but you're just like you're you're not necessarily focused on that like if it comes it comes but you're focused on other things that you want to get done and i feel like along the way of doing that you're going to find somebody that wants to support you and that, and you're right. going to want to support them right. in what they're doing. And it's just going to work. It's just going right. to not, you know, you don't have to fight it too much. Right. Obviously you got to kind of, you know, make moves here and there and control what you can control on your end. Absolutely. But ultimately, you know, it's the universe that really works these things out. I'll be telling people me, I'm married to my business right now. <laughs> But that doesn't Love mean like come. you're not open. You're not open to dating. You're yeah. not open to. It's not like your heart is closed. Mm-hmm. Like you're still hurt from something Absolutely. in the past. It's more. It's just I'm focused. You know, yeah. you, you got stuff that you want to yeah. really start getting into and start like, you know, just yeah. letting it kind of change your life. Like let kind of. And just, it's. I mean, I tell people all the time. There's nothing wrong with still having, you know, one to have love. But still, you know, stay focused. You know, it's a balance, and you gotta ask yourself what really, you want. I feel it, like it that's what balance. people don't do. I feel like people just don't really ask themselves simple but profound questions like, "Who am I, mm-hmm. and what do I want?" Yeah. That seems like a simple question to answer, but really, to really answer that, like that takes a lot of like, "What do I want?" Like genuinely, like if you could limited to five things and it's not like material things it's just concepts like a stable happy home family you know a loving family life like that's successful if you can build that like a sense of community like i i don't know like i feel like people (coughs) don't think about that like what my spouse what kind of culture you know, what kind of culture do I want them to be from? Right. Not like a specific one, but like a, I don't know, like a specific kind in a sense that I feel like I resonate with. Like, I feel like I can right. work with that, you know, because culture is important to me. Oh, absolutely. If it, when it comes you know, to really having committed relationships, that's. Yeah, I've been, I'm, shout out to the Caribbeans. Shout out to Mama Africa. Shout out to y'all. 
You already know. You already know. But yeah, so I don't know. That's well, we we got into relationships a little bit. We're gonna play a little bit of music. And then we gonna we're gonna talk about some other stuff. Oh, maybe a little bit of repatriation. Oh. What about should it? Should we should we go back to we Africa? Should. should we stay? Should we Hmm. I think Should that's a good topic. Should we fight for America? Fight for our right for equality? Oh yeah, we got to get into this. You know, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, we're gonna we talk are. some things. These, uh, I got some more music for y'all. We was on some Sizzler for a little bit. Bumbleclut. <laughs> yeah, but we we got a lot more music to get into. We got um. So um, let's get into some Capleton. Uh oh! Everybody loves Capleton, you know. Yeah, man. So this next track I got is some Capleton with Who them? You them? Bullet, 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 bullet. <laughs> right here, right here on um WKMT DB. You know what I'm saying? The Great FM, Miami's number one billboard charter radio station, connecting the world through music. I'm your host, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos with the my guest host for today, the lovely lady. Queen C. Halo. Queen C. Halo. Queen C. Halo. Queen C. Halo. C. Halo. Queen C. Halo. Got yeah. it. I got it. <laughs> Queen C. Halo. Yeah. We're going to get into this. Who them? Capleton. Right here on the Groove Live Show. All right? Choo. <laughs> Say again, slew them up their feelings, them a carry them done, but already and them can't say them sorry. Yeah, slew them up their feelings, them a carry. Who no want them something again? With no what you with him? Who them a could have got them a try? Them got this king still a see what you all of them die. Yeah, who them a me go see them with them spell? Them this a money well and them so gonna hell. Yeah, who them a could have who them want us? Them this mark us and now them all bite it us. Yeah, who them a me go tell them? Yeah, 
creep Much less the walk Them can't even smile No love No one your name Who them a put the word that them a try This king say I say what you all let them die yeah. Who them a me go see them in the spell This a man they will land them So gonna hell yeah. Who them a put the who them walk us Them this man cause I know them all by the dust yeah. Who them a put the word that them a Yo, treasure this Tell them them can't this man a me go Like the 
And uh, the lovely lady and I come back to talk some more things. More things. We're going to talk about repatriation. Oh, wow. Should we do it? Should we not? Should we stay? You know, a lot of people have those opinions where it's like, you know, we built this country. Yeah. It's ours. True. So we got to take it back for ourselves. I mean, they got a point there. In there, that's their plight, basically. Right. And it's valid. I'm not trying to say it's not valid. But I'm just like, hmm. Should we divert that energy elsewhere? Like putting it to repatriation, just going back. Like imagine if that happened. Like just think about the reality of that. Not just America, the whole new world. So North, Central, South America, all of those Africans went back. Like it was a whole thing. Like it was a migration period where all flights to Africa were black as hell. Just a bunch of people flying to Africa or taking a boat, whatever they want to do, whatever way you want to do. I feel like plane is what people would probably choose, but maybe some people don't want to choose that. So they find the other ways, but that's the objective. That's what we trying to do. Mm -hmm. And there was no more black people out here. Like we all just collectively just said, (laughs) yo, we out like we're going to pick up three year period. And we, we tell all black people everywhere, you got to pick a date within these next three years and say, that's my date where I'm coming home. Like, I'm getting myself together. Or maybe make it a 10-year window. Right. Because, you, know, you know, some people got kids, so to make those transitions, it's going to take a lot of organizing, which can yeah, take a lot of time. Yeah, and not only that, it's not no walking apart not trying walk to go to apart. Africa. It's a lot I, you got to do. Point. I'm glad you make that point because... I know from what I said, it might seem like I'm saying, oh, yeah, it's just us hopping on a plane and going back, which is what I said. But it's like, I know it's going to be more complicated than that. Like I was I was talking to her about this before we um we got on air and I was like, no, actually, it was it was someone else. It was another young lady. I was talking about how if you go back to Africa. You can't bring your Western ways over there. No. Like, if you go to Africa, it's all about like humbling yourself and learning what it means Absolutely. to be Absolutely. They don't want to hear none of that. But like black people of the West or Africans of the West, it's like what you said. They don't really want to hear that. Like they're not trying to like unlearn a lot of the stuff that they've kind of got comfortable with. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it like this, it's... Afrobeat artists that I've networked with and actually got a chance to talk to and interview, they all say the same thing. They feel like most of us needs to wake up and realize that we have more knowledge and power more than we think. We just need to, you know, wake up and realize that home is where nature and the product is. Like, it's so much that they know that, I mean, ooh. I feel like we're behind. I think about it. Wakanda, Black Panther, there was so many hidden messages behind that movie basically explaining the the uh, the riches of Africa and how advanced they are. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like people think it's just huts and that's what it is. No. 
but right now I've seen where um, I think it's the president of Ghana. He was literally telling us, you know, we are welcoming black black Americans back into Africa. This is the year of now going back. We should do that. Educate ourselves where we came from, where our ancestors came from. You know, we have, we all have a right to know where we came from. And I think the coolest thing about being a black person or an African of the diaspora is like, you don't know what's which tribe you're from. You don't know. So that, it kind of almost makes you have to study all the different cultures because it could be yours. You just don't know. And that's the cool thing about it where it's like, yeah, I don't know exactly what tribe. But then it's like once people came over here, they was all separated. So you probably, yeah. we probably a mix of so many different tribes. Right. It's not like over there where they have, they kind of regions where their tribe is. So it's like, it's more likely that people are going to marry of that tribe because it's just everything that's around. Right. Know? So that I think is cool because it's like you end up studying or just figuring out which cultures you like the most. Like it might necess not necessarily be mine, but like it's the one that I f- kind of want to assimilate to the most. And uh, what would you say your preference is? Like where? Which part? Yeah. Um. Well, I I can't confidently say because I've never been. I've actually never been to Africa, but i i study it from the outside looking in as much as i can obviously nothing compares to just going and experiencing right you know nothing compares to that but research does help you gain yes it helps a little bit like i did a lot of research on um ghana i did a lot of research on nigeria and Mm. because for one i deal with a lot of Nigerians so they basically tell me their culture and they they explain the background of their tribe like the most um they talk about is Igbo Igbo tribe in Nigeria um I mainly um talk to them about that and then it's like I've actually talked to some people from Egypt you know, I would love to go there and just experience that. You know, we all have. Like, I I believe that there's there's uh there's a, a little small percentage of my ancestry from Somalia because we got some beautiful people in my family that but look I, like Somalians. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's beauty all over that continent you know all parts it's like there's so much beauty there within the people within the environment within just the culture and i can't wait to really experience that and really just kind of unlearn a lot of things and learn a lot of things at the same time but i think most people of the west like i was saying earlier is so comfortable with the lifestyle of over here where they wouldn't be comfortable with the things that they would kind of have to sacrifice mm-hmm. in order to really re-Africanize themselves, right. you know, because it's a whole consciousness shift. Right. Because the culture is completely different. Now, I will say the one thing which have became a lot of people's number one question 
Like, why do they hate us so much? Why do Africans hate, like, black people of the West? Yeah. You think they hate all black people of the West or black Americans in particular? I mean, they that's, like, mainly the, the main question that people ask. Like, why do they always feel like they got to bump head with us? Because if you notice, like, I've had conversations with Nigerians where it becomes an argument on their beliefs and then you got black American beliefs and it's always a clash. It's a clash because, like, the culture is different. So fundamentally they believe in just different ways of going about life because that's kind of what culture is. It's just your particular group of people way of going up this like their style on life like how they think they should live life should be lived it's almost like their little basic blueprint that the collective consciousness of that ethnic group kind of um subscribe to so yeah so i don't know i think it that's the hardest part and i think that's going to be the biggest challenge for us of people of the west to really humble ourselves right takes a lot because i mean honestly if you think about it salute to africa and i'm saying this because they don't they don't hate us you know what i'm saying they're just they, they just want us to be aware of what's going on you know and i embrace i embrace everyone from africa because i learn a lot from them um from artists from Uganda to Nigeria, Egypt, they they embrace me with their knowledge and wisdom based on not only what's going on in their country, but what's going on in the world. Because they're when it's co- what what's going on in the world, they literally let me know what's going on in the world. Because it's like they're so awoke of what's going on. Like, they're having to still deal with a lot of war in their own country to where they're literally, they have no choice but to stay woke of what's going on. Because it's it's other countries right now that is fighting to get a piece of Africa right now, you know? So they're literally having to fight in their own land. So that's, honestly, that's why I think Africa, people from Africa are wanting their people to come home. Fight this fight with us. Take back what's ours, our land, where we came from. But see, that gets unite. To the, that that gets to the point that we were making earlier. Like the overall point is like, should we fight for making America black again? To 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 say, you know, put that on a t shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, but. Are we fighting for that? Are we fighting to go back home and trying to rebuild Africa? Like, collectively, what is our narrative? That like, what is, are we trying to... That's a good question. You know. My opinion, I would fight to go back home and rebuild where we came from. Yeah. And, but, you know, they have... Because not all black people are doing bad out here you know what i'm saying some black people are doing really really well absolutely so it's like they're gonna be like well i'm doing well over here like right but it's still like you kind of don't get no respect for who you are and what you represent and i to me i can't live in that like i can't live where it's like my people (laughs) aren't respected (laughs) like 
Like, I honestly, can't just live in that. Like, honestly, it's all about the courage of stepping out on faith and knowing this is who you are. You're accepting who you are, and they see that, and you're genuine, authentic. Eventually, it, you know. But we've seen for over 100 years or so that they're not trying to do that. That's why that's why it raises the question. I don't think so because I don't know. Maybe it's because I I, I be having mm. personal connections with them. Wait, who are we talking about now? Like we're we're talking about people from Africa. No, I'm talking about um fighting to make America black. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we we doing that now? What are you talking about? No, but that's the overall question. Like, should we put the energy towards that? Yeah. Or should it be fighting for just going back I home mean, and rebuilding? As, as, as an African-American, I believe it starts here because this is where we came from. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. Honestly, be technical. You know, because at the end of the day, I still would want to be accepted in Africa going home to where we came from. But it starts here, too. I mean, you got to think about it. Our ancestors, they built this. They fought for us to mm-hmm. to be able to do this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To be 100% honest, I feel like, I don't know, the West is just... Take advantage of it, really. Right. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, I'm about it, repatriation, but I used to, like, more of a raw side of me was more like just go and figure it out when you get there. <laughs> but when you when you really think about, like, life and, like, you, you know, you understand what life is, you realize, like, you're kind of not that important. You, you, you're... There's a lot more going on, more than, you know, what you want to do with your life. You also got your relationship with your family. Like, can you just go to Africa and leave your family behind like that? Like, you got, you can't just think like, oh, you got to think. Yeah. You, know, you have to really think it out and think, right. like, I want to do it, but how exactly am I going to do it? Yes, right. oh, I could book a flight and go. And, no, I think it know, should be. You gotta be a, have some structured honestly, way yeah, of going about I, it. I, I think it should be a family thing because it's supposed to be a shared experience. I mean, but then if you're saying if you're making that point, but then it's like it's all it's all about your connection with your family. Some people don't have, they they don't come from a good family or their family can't get along. Should they sit there and spend their whole life trying to get their family to work? If people don't want to work together they're not going to work together, right. you know? And we got to understand, even when it comes to family, people are just people. Like, sometimes you got to look at your family members just objectively, like take off the emotional lens because, yeah, you're a blood relative to this person and just really look at them as if you weren't related to them. So you get like a really arbitrary perspective on who they are and what they're doing and where they're going you know mm. you know and some sometimes you know you don't have that relationship with family you know and that doesn't mean you shouldn't you know not go but i think the overall point is like 
there's more to just us. There's there's so much more we have to think about when we're making that move. Like, right. okay, because I was just like, I'll just go. Right. Figure out when I get there. It's not. It's not but really. You're not, you're, I, I tell people all the mm. time. It's not really that easy. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. It's so much you gotta go through to even try to attempt to even go to Africa. That's true, and that's not meant to deter anybody who's listening to this or, you know, interested in the topic. It's more about just understanding the reality of it right, like i've had to right. really research and watch videos right. on people who have done it right and then you have to look at their situation too and right. how they really got through it right. because the more i see it is just like when you're moving to a place like africa you're moving from yeah, the first you, world yeah you want to make sure you world. make make the right decisions as far as going to a whole different country because now you're not just readjusting you're having to really actually well, transform, uh, l- mm-hmm. just literally just readjusting to a whole different culture background to everything that's going around, the customs to money, food, dress, and the, the language, all of that. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. And on top of that, you're also having to shift your whole life over there so there's mm-hmm. gonna be friends where it's like you're gonna have your last time hanging out with them like mm-hmm. because when you're serious about this this is a journey you're on it's like what you said it's not that easy yes all it takes is literally booking the flight making sure you have a visa you know those little structural things right to actually make it happen but really it's like you got to think about i'm shifting my whole life right first i'm adjusting to a n- new culture so right. it's going to be a culture shock. Right. It's a new language. It's just, it's like you're starting from scratch. Right. And, and I've, I've seen, I've seen people, I've actually talked to somebody that literally decided to up and leave and move to Africa because she basically wanted to start this journey on her own finding herself, you know. But how did that go for her? Did it go well or... She's still there. She's still there. Yeah. Okay. But she's enjoying it. She's enjoying yeah, it. Yeah. She's enjoying it. She's in Lagos. See? Well, that's a, you know, shout out to her because that's a a good story to hear. But I've also heard a lot of stories where people went out there and kind of went broke and kind of just ran back to the States, you know? That's because they went there and didn't invest. Don't you realize that the money out there holds a lot of value? It does. You, If you think about it, most Africans are very smart about coming over here and in learning how to save and invest into their own land by putting back into their land. By using the value of the dollar over there and investing, you know, building businesses and, you know, don't just go over there and think this is a sweet vacation. You can just, you know. Yeah. And just like I said, that culture shock, that and adjusting to so many things like all of that hitting you at one time. That's why I feel like it has to be a process because yeah. first you got to get that language under your belt. Right. It's like Absolutely. English it's going to be hard. really spoken yeah. where you at. Now. It's going to be hard for you to because it's already hard for them to get jobs and keep jobs. 
it's going to be really hard for you to get a job if you don't get accustomed to that. But that's another thing you got to think about. Like I was saying earlier, when we're moving to Africa, much of Africa is third world, to be honest. Yeah. So you're moving from first world lifestyle and first world customs and moving to third world. Like that in of itself, just the vast difference of how life is in those two different type of environment is something that you got to consider too. Like you can't, you can't move to Africa trying to get hired somewhere. Right. Like if you're going to move to Africa and really make it, I feel like you have to be moving there trying to start something that will add value to the community. Right. Like you're looking to employ people. You got to be looking to pay people. Like I feel like, if you look at if you're trying to go there and work for somebody like you it just wouldn't work and mm. just take advantage of the benefits of living in the first world because at the end of the day we do kind of have benefits like yeah the US dollar is strong and it can go far right you know so you can really like get a good foundation of you for yourself so when you go out there you're kind of set financially and maybe you have like some stream of income established in the states that you can feed off of when you're living out there and figuring out how you're going to go about doing what you're doing and starting to create income streams right. over there because right. at the end of the day you got to have that set so you can live right, right. start a family the money's flowing you can take care of your family you can you know you can live you right. know unfortunately it's a, it's a huge part of life you know right but i think that's one thing a lot of us aren't humble enough to to kind of undertake you know because we're so used to everyone doing that for us you know we're right. so used to everyone immigrating here learning our language learning yeah. our customs i mean you think about it you hear about so many nigerians coming to america almost every other day Learning our customs, our ways, a and lot. That takes a lot of humbling to do. Mm -hmm. And it's tough. It's tough in the beginning. Imagine if, like, you didn't know English at all. You got to come here and you got to learn it. Like, everything sounds like Mandarin Chinese to you. You don't understand anything around you. Right. You know, so. Right. That how would shock. you how would you feel like I know it'd be a, a major culture shock. How would it feel for you to actually just capture and go to Africa for the first time? How would it feel for you? Um, I think it would feel amazing. I feel like I'd be so excited. I'd probably be so excited that even though I'm sure it would be like at least a ten hour flight altogether. <laughs> 'Cause I've it probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't be able to get a direct flight to where I want to go in Africa so you probably have to like have to do the layover situation and the long flight I'm probably going to be watching Madagascar on the way to Africa <laughs> talking about I like the movie movie mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's another thing like our little perceptions that we've generated in our mind about what Africa is like that's yeah. what we got to unlearn and yeah, absolutely. This is, this is I how they do stuff out here. Honestly, I just want to really unravel those thoughts and be able to journey out to that and be able to touch down and just be in a full and awe. Because I already know it's going to be a major culture shock 
when I do get the opportunity to go to Africa and it's just going to be uh, a overwhelmingly in a good way experience because you're not only feeling where your ancestors came from, but if you think about it, it's so much history everywhere you look around. So much knowledge and wisdom everywhere you look around, whether it's a tree, whether it's a bird, whether it's a lake, something had a meaning behind it. You know, anytime you're, you know, if you think about when you look at Africa, there was a meaning behind whatever it was. So just being there and experiencing that, I would love, I cannot wait. I would love to just feel that, you know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what we was talking about. We was talking about repatriation. Should we fight the fight for making America black again? Should we just go home and rebuild? That's really the the ultimate question. I think it's a little bit of both, but my my real just to give a simple answer to that is I think it's just setting yourself up using the benefits you have here while still learning the customs and the cultures and everything about over there and understanding that it's going to be a mix of these two things, like setting yourself up where you got support things established over here that can support you over there initially while you figure out how you're going to get your stuff started on the ground over there so i think that's really has to be like a a really integral part of your plan like that process mm -hmm. setting that up mm -hmm. absolutely you know so that's my objective answer i mean what's your objective like answer like definite answer like i mean i honestly i honestly agree now that i think about it you know like a lot of times people don't realize that you know it first starts here starts here you know i would think about wanting to build where we came from you know building america you know what i'm saying pour into our communities you know let it first be here and then let's see about getting, if we can get unity out here in America and rebuild America the way it should be, having each other as black people supporting each other, we can go overseas to Africa and bring this over there and imagine how powerful we can be as a whole. But it first starts here, you know? We got things small. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you got to think small. And um, yeah, those are our answers. You know, I gave my answer. She gave her answer. And now we're going to get back into some music. We're going to get into some music. Um, I got some Garnet Silk. Oh, snap. Coming next. Know Garnet I Silk. I love Garnet Silk. Rise Club. Amazing music. So we're going to give, um, we're going to play some Garnet Silk. This next track I have is some Garnet Silk with the rod right here 
on the Groove Live Show with your host, DJ Melo Jones, and special guest host for today, Queen C.A.L.O. Y'all heard it first. Let's get into it. All right. Shoot. <laughs> Don't make nobody fool you. 
speaking of their chest Saying they are the best, yeah But they're only now best Always do we want whatever we quit Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool now Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool you Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool now Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool you It's Jaja that made us And not we ourselves We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. You shouldn't boast on your brother. We are no better than each other. We should all come to the realization that it's God who rules over all nations. Whether you are a black man or a Syrian, whether you're white, pink, yellow, or blue, to rule over me and you. Jaja is the ruler. Don't make nobody fool you Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool you Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool you Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool you How can I? Money man, oh how much you believe in your dollars Mr. Brown can't buy a pound of sugar and that make you feel you're a Sophia But no, it's not so much dear sir, you think you're in heaven but in the midst of fire What does it profit you to gain the world to lose your soul? Seeking first the kingdom of God then you can say you have much more than gold Much more than gold Much more than gold Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool now Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool you Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody fool you Jaja is a ruler Don't make nobody
reflection on what the 20s was like like what stepping into my 20s was like mentally to what it is now and i think the major difference is um were you wild were you wild in your 20s um <laughs> i think for the first like early 20s i wasn't necessarily wild i was just having fun i was just experiencing like i yeah. wasn't like out here painting the city red and right just, you know, fucking shit up late, right. left and right. But I definitely had my fun. Right. And I, I think you learn a lot about yourself. And, um, you know, you really start to go on that journey and not be afraid to go on that journey to really figure out what it is that you love to do, what it is that you really want to make your life's work. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I That's how it was for me in my 20s. You know, being able to learn from your mistakes and, you know, just being able to grow from the experiences to where now you you about to you about to get to it. You you knocking on 30. You excited? Um, I like me personally, I stopped really counting my age a long time ago so most people when they ask me my age i'm like um i I have to think about it like (laughs) that my age is not like something that's at the top of my head all the time right it's always on my mind right but um i don't know i don't really feel no type of way but i kind of have this feeling sinking into me where it's like i need to take this time to just even though age is kind of arbitrary like like i don't know like 
It's like, okay, what does that mean? You're in your 30s. Like, really, it's just a moment in time. It's not like something just, I think it's like a gradual transition. I feel like these yeah. past couple of years, I've been stepping into my 30s, so to speak. You know, like, you're just You're, you're feeling noticing. it early. Like, you're just noticing these shifts. And it's not like, oh, I'm getting old. That's not what it is. No. It's just like, you really have a more firm understanding about how i think in your 20s it's really finding out what right but in your 30s i i think i haven't hit my 30s i haven't went through my 30s but I think no you're 30s, absolutely right because i mean you are still trying to find yourself in your 20s mm-hmm. but once you get into your 30s it's like you already know what time it is it's like right now you're more into wanting to invest in getting yourself stable you know, you're looking into a future. You're looking into learn to long-term goals. You know what I'm saying? Seeing about settling down, having a family. You're at that point where, you know, you're ready. You, you know what you want. The light bulb just, you know. And then you got some that are in their 30s that still haven't got it all the way there yet. You know? Yeah, that's why, that's why I said, you know, 30 is just an arbitrary number like really it doesn't have that much significance it's just you start heading into a different stage of life right you've been around long enough where you've had a bunch of fun you're still young enough where it's like you're fun you you, you, you're not necessarily past that but you're not as focused on that as you were when you were younger right yeah to me like yeah to go out i'm still gonna want to go out that's still gonna be exciting but going out all the time is not as appealing you know and it's not like oh i'm a bum i don't want to do anything it's just i want to do other things right and one thing about going into your 30s i will say they have that different type of fun they have that mature fun you know so it's like embracing going into your 30s. It's a beautiful thing, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people get scared of the idea of, oh, you know, you're about to leave your 20s and going into your 30s, what's next? You know, because you don't do, feel, act the same way in your 20s and your 30s. So it is a whole, tr- a whole transition, like prime example. When you wake up in the morning, you don't wake up out the bed the same way like you used to in your 20s. You got to stretch. You got to do all that to get well, out the bed, you know? I don't know. I think that's that's more subjective. I feel like that's more just how you take care of yourself. Because yeah. when I can tell you, I know I feel better and healthier now leaving my 20s than I did entering my 20s. And I always felt healthy, but it's just a different type of healthy for me now, like. And that goes beyond just food, just mentally, like psychologically, right. like my natural thoughts, my inner world. Like I right. feel like it's much more evolved. And that's and that's now. really good. That's really good. Mm. Honestly, to say that most people that's still in their 20s, you know, or their late 20s going into their 30s, they still haven't got all the way there yet. And that's why I say it's subjective because, I mean, everybody's journey different. Some people mature earlier. Like, some right. people, they, they settle down in the earlier, mid-20s, and it works for them. They're not putting on. They're genuinely happy. 
So I think everyone's story is different and it's all valid. Right. But I, I do think like, um, I don't know, for me personally, like my whole outlook, it's kind of like what I was saying, like in your 20s, it's not necessarily those 10 years in particular. It's kind of varies like early teens to early 30s, that age range. But as soon as I feel like you get into, like, your mid, late 30s, I don't know. Life is just going to naturally shift. I, but, again, like I was saying, it's, it's subjective. So maybe for some people it doesn't. But I don't know. For me personally, on this last day of my 20s, it's definitely, like, I'm in that how stage. Like, I kind of understand what, but how now? How am I going to get it done? How am I going to get it set up in a way that benefits me or is lucrative for me? Right. So I'm really, it's a double whammy. I'm enjoying what I'm doing as far as spending my time. Right. And I'm also enjoying the benefits. Right. It's almost like farming. You're putting that time in to right. sow seeds, knowing, not knowing, but just hoping through hard work yeah. and yeah. consistency, you'll be able to reap from what you sow. Right, absolutely. You know, so that's where I'm at. I'm at the how. Like, it's like I understand what I want to do, what I'm looking for in different, different aspects of my life. And you got to also look at it like this. Now, today in society, we got to celebrate the fact that not only are you a black man in America that's getting ready to exit out of his 20s into his 30s you're still alive not too many black young black men make it that far nowadays it's true and that's a sad truth but i mean that leads into so many other things like and it kind of almost goes back to our previous discussion where we talked about you know fight for this in america or go back home and rebuild right you know, because it's like what you said. A lot of black men don't make it to 30 out here. Right. Why? Because of systematic mm-hmm. institutions that or or systematized. I don't know, just systems that are really designed to destroy the black family that are established, well established out here. How much, you know, how much is it, should we fight to change that? We, we've been doing that for so long. Right. And I know, like, the reaction from some people is like, of course we should. But it's, honestly, like, you got to be, you only have so much energy. You got to focus that energy and really be conf- convicted in that focus. Right. In order to really achieve. Right. That goes with anything. Like, if you want to get grocery shopping done, you, there's at some point you have to focus. You can't like, oh, something shiny's over there. So you make a left on that street right. <laughs> and drive down there. And it's just like, oh, I see the water. I'm going to check that out. You know, you let all these distract. And at some point, right. if you're going to get anything done, there has to be that element of I'm focused on this. Right. And I'm convicted in that focus enough to get it from point a to point b like that desire the focus all of that is aligned you have to align that right and i feel like you you really kind of almost have to choose when it comes to that particular topic like where are we gonna align our energy like 
Right. Realistically, is reparations gonna happen? Are we gonna get that? Who, uh, you know, you know, that, you, that's a you, whole you, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You said that though. I will say this: that's been the main thing that you hear in most conversations, most debates about reparations. You know, and I feel like what we need is, I mean, not even to go on a, a political tip, but. We need to reevaluate what are these democratic pa- parties that we claim are serving us. Oh my gosh. They both get on my nerves. You know, these both political parties that um say they're for the people, they're for helping, but we see is like regardless of which type is in there <laughs> ain't much change ain't much yeah it's we still in the same struggles like we don't really feel the changes no. on a material level the changes are always in like a political level as far as policy yeah like let it be on a material level where it's like a president comes in and it's just like everybody across the board is doing well like when you think about it, like when you think about all the money that goes to waste, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but like the money that we are honestly wasting on this war in Ukraine that we could be using to really fix our own problem, get our economy going. That's absolutely true. And I've literally said that so many times because, I mean, do we even know what the fight is about with them? Like, do we know the full background, how it all started I'm with sure that? I'm sure somebody knows, but the average um, yeah. American doesn't know. All we know is that no, Russia invaded like, If anything, when it comes to situations like that, you know the media like to show and tell certain things. They not want give you the real story. No, not You want to frame your perspective on it so you mm-hmm. think the way they think about it. Like, it's mind control. It's not like... They're just giving you the truth, and you interpret that however you... Yep, just basically painting the picture to make it look nice on the outside. They want you to interpret it the the same way they interpret it, which is essentially mind control, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know, that's what we really need, and we, we need real change, and I feel like... It's got to come because if we as the the prominent, because we haven't been dethroned yet, America is still the global power of the world. That is a, they're a failing, a falling empire. So we're going to lose that, that number one ranking soon. But for right now, we still number one. So it's like, why don't we invest more in ourselves? Like, we have military right. bases all over the world. We have the most blown out of proportion military budget. Mm. That it alone, if you cut that by like five percent, could literally eradicate so many, mm. so many issues. If that money was just redirected, it goes back to that same thing I was talking about. To really accomplish anything, anything, it takes some focus and conviction right you know so we we have to be focused and convicted on getting that you know universal health care 
you know, mm-hmm. living wage, all of that. Obviously, nothing is free. It takes money. But we got to redirect because the money's there. It's not like the money's not there. It's just not focused and it's not convicted on the right thing. Right. You know, not convicted about achieving the right thing. So that's what I think it is. And I, I just don't know if we'll get to that point because the dark money that really influences the political sphere is really the root of all the corruption, you know, like the billionaire class, they can just buy politicians that pass legislation that benefit them, that serve their interests. So it's like a rigged system. Mm. Like if you live in a place where there's rules that you have to follow, but if you have enough money, you can buy the people that we elect to make the rules that we have to follow, then you can control them to make rules that benefit you. <laughs> like, oh my it's God. a puppetry thing. Yeah, that's why I literally, I, uh, I literally try to keep my eyes open when it comes to that because it's a lot. It's a lot that you really gotta peel your eyes open to when it comes to that. And politics is something a dangerous a dangerous thing to speak on when it comes to that because nowadays you gotta be careful and be mindful about who you talk to and certain things that goes on and what's going on like say for instance, um what is that? Jade Helmer? You ever heard of it? Nope. Um, it's basically what it is, is they're looking out for people that's doing like military exercises in their background, uh, in their backyard, you know, doing anything that they're not supposed to be doing and they're supposed to report back. Just basically training cops, military, military training cops to be military and i noticed that they were doing that in atlanta cop city yes cop city i know they're not happy with that a lot of atlanta atlanta atlantans atlantians yes what do you call them atlantians i guess so you get atlantians you could say that i mean it makes sense atlantians or atlantans you can say that atlanta folk (laughs) hot atlanta folk (laughs) <laughs> Georgia peaches. Well, I mean, I I'm I'm gonna say this. I was on a podcast a while back. Uh, we basically talked about that, and they're right now starting a petition to shut that down because they killed an innocent man for hugging a tree to stop whatever they had going on. Because I mean, y'all are trying to kill us all. You know what I'm saying? And they're spending like over $60 billion to do this. Again, it's that mismanagement of energy, focus, conviction. We're putting it in the wrong directions, and that's why we got so many issues. But it's getting to the point where the planet is fed up. Yeah, The earth is about to say, y'all better get it together, or I'm going to just get rid of y'all. Yeah. That's what we don't understand. Like, the earth is more powerful than the human race. Like, the earth can just do something, let something happen where 
the whole race of us die, and then it'll just heal itself. Like when humans are gone, and ain't no CO two being put into the atmosphere, it's like the Earth will just heal itself. You think that's why? There, the government is. I honestly, this is my opinion. Just saying, you think that's why they're preparing to move outer space right now? Yeah, because they know the reality of it is, we're not living sustainably as a as a race, and that's human race I'm talking about. Yeah. So anything that's not sustainable has to perish at some point by de- by definition. It doesn't self-perpetuate. Right. It will deplete itself eventually. I mean, if you think about it, I, I've looked online and so many inventions and things that they're doing right now to prepare to prepare for that. But Instead a lot of people of don't know about to it. Heal. Yeah. The country. It's weird. It's like it such is a weird, weird like, logic. Like, like why are saying, you trying not to protect what we have right now? And let's be honest. You don't even know what's out there. Let's be honest. Ain't no planet as lit as Earth. Like, let's just be honest. Like, Earth has water. It has trees. There's food. Is there food on Mars? I mean, if you like, think, if you, you think about get, it. If you, can we get a curry If you think about it, we can, we can technically live off of land. I mean, think of this. See, this is why I think it's so important. It goes back to what we talked about. Going back to... Where we came from, because then we'll learn to be able to learn how to live off of land and knowing the natures of how to survive. You know what I'm saying? You got to think back in the old days how it was for Africans sending their sons off learning how to become a man. You know what I'm saying? Learn, learn how to live off of land. He had to learn how to protect his, you know, hunting, all of that. You know, it's going to come a time when we're going to live like that, you know. Some people are not prepared for that, so they rather just take the easy way out and go exit stage left outer space. But we can, technic- we can technically live off of land and rebuild. Yeah, I mean, that's what sustainable living is. And it's it's gotten to the point where it's like, it's either we're going to do it or we're going to not because it's proven. Like, if we don't do it at some point, we're all going to die. So mm. nothing that anybody is doing is going to matter. Everybody's just going to be dead. Like, right. so, like, who cares who's a billionaire or not? We're all dead. Like, mm. so when you really think about it, it's like, we should probably get it together, guys. I mean, right. as if we don't, at some point, nobody's going to care, Jeff Bezos, if you got all these billions. Everybody's dead. Right, right. Money doesn't matter in the afterlife. No. It doesn't, it doesn't go with you. Not at all. You can't even spend it on nothing. Where you going, it's not worth nothing. So, I mean. Absolutely. But I don't know. We don't think like that. I don't think people look at life cyclically i think people look at life linearly like there's a beginning and an end like i feel like you don't you're never really born and you never really die it's all just a transition it's like you enter this existence and then you exit this existence and at the same time you enter another existence and at some point you have to exit it's just a constant flow of in out you know yin yang you know 
that cir circular kind of like um, figure eight motion type of thing. And it's like in a spiral, like you're going up at the same time. It's like an evolutionary spiral. Yeah. <laughs> it's an evolution. It's a spiral. All of that. But I, I think that's people's issue. Like when you look at life linearly, you're just like, let me get what I can get before I go. Mm. You look at it like, this is it. This is the only thing that matters. And if you look at it cyclically, you realize like, this is just an experience. You know, like we are spiritual beings having a human experience, right. not human beings having a spiritual experience. Really, we're spirits, and that's what we always will be. We're just having this human experience for this limited amount of time right. and can enjoy and enjoy things of the physical world. Right. You know, fruits, you know, relationships, you right. know, all these things, these emotions that you're able to kind of experience right. in this top, in this plane, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, going back to the last day of my 20s thing, I'm, I'm excited. I know it's not going to be much of a change as far as day to day, but I'm more excited as to you know what I'm going to learn and I'm really excited about where life is going like kind of stuff that I've established in my 20s that I feel like is really going to pr proliferate mm -hmm. in my 30s mm -hmm. I'm excited for that I'm, I'm really excited, excited for, for you the, the I mean learning. this is a journey this is this is you stepping into who you are and what makes you unique and coming into you know your name and what makes you you 100 percent, and um just continuing to grow continue to be humble right. and really again stay focused and convicted on what it is that you really want to do absolutely and don't be afraid to let other individuals go absolutely that don't kind of align absolutely it take it from me now I I was scared to embrace start being into my 30s at first because I didn't know what to expect. But now I don't even look at it as a bad thing because here lately I've been feeling like I'm in my I'm like a, like I have a Benjamin Button disease, like I'm aging backwards, like I'm experiencing things like, you know, as if I'm 20 years old. Like, I'm actually living life better now because of the knowledge, the wisdom that I've learned and it allowed me to mature in so many ways to where now, like, I no longer feel afraid, you know? I've come into my my own voice. I come into who I am now to where I'm able to step out and be bold and say, yeah, this is me. You know what I'm saying? It's something about being grown and sexy in your 30s. Literally coming into your own, your own voice. Stepping out and saying, this is me. You know, to where now I love it. Shout out to, you know, coming up soon, being 35. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, honestly, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it.
I think I will too, and I'm just excited because I don't know. I, I really like the evolution, and yeah. I think that's what life is all about. And going back to what we were talking about earlier about pain, especially in regards to like relationships, I feel like you look back and it's like, oh, that was a painful experience, but would I do it all over again? Yes, because what did I learn? I learned, like, you get into relationships to figure out what you do want and what you don't want. Exactly. It's almost like a trial period. Like, you're going through the motions and you're seeing, like, what aspects of relationships do I like? Right. What aspects do I not? And right. what do I really need? And, what, and right. I, what am I really willing to give? Right. And then having to come through this stepping stone and reach into higher heights and getting ready to leave your 20s now it's like you're old enough to know like certain things that you've seen in past relationships and learning all of that it's like oh no you know that certain of maturity it just it lets you know right what you can and cannot tolerate what you're ready for you know what I'm saying yeah that's 100% and just being really just trusting, like letting go. Right. And almost at the same time, when you do that, you kind of become fearless because it's like you just trust. I love that. Being fearless. You just trust like it's going to work out. Right. It might be a rough process. You go. It's not going to be a walk in the park, but just trust. You're going to get through it. Like, Absolutely. And that's one thing I... um. I absolutely agree with that because I, I practice manifestation. You know, now here that I'm older now, I learn to manifest nothing but positive good things now. You know, manifestation is key. You you know, at the end of the day, without manifestation and action, eh, you're just living off on a dream, you know what I'm saying? But I always tell people all the time, it ain't just manifestation. You got to put action behind that too, you know what I'm saying? We we have what it takes to grab hold to what we have destined ahead of us, you know what I'm saying? And that's where it goes into reaching a certain maturity, being in your 30s. You already know what you want. Now it's time to go out there and manifest. Speak on what you've been in manif manifesting all those years in your 20s. It's time to do it now. Yeah, it's time to do it now. So I'm excited, you know, and I'm ready. I'm what ready you What this. you plan on doing to celebrate this? Um, Nothing really. I, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do as far as, you know, I, I have work tomorrow I think I'm gonna go to work. <laughs> hey no joke though it's something about getting older because now it's like when you get older you no longer plan on doing anything it's like well, work i don't know because it's not that it, where it's like um like i i, I could have took the day off it wouldn't have been but i was just I like me. I don't know. Maybe this might just be a personal thing. But like, like I was saying earlier, like I stopped caring about. Yeah, honestly, I I love working on my birthday. Be honest with you. Not even that, but I like 
the birthday wasn't that big of a deal. Like what more of a big of a deal for me is like where my life is going, like spaces I'm stepping into. Absolutely. So I feel like those are real birthdays. Like you feel like right. you really grow when you're like stepping into different right. arenas. Like and being able the whole to celebrate reality it, of yeah. your life is changing in all these different aspects. Right. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Like just the excitement that comes with that. There's so much newness. You're stepping into this new realm, you know, you're really stepping out of your comfort zone. Right. You know? And that's how can you how can you grow if you don't if you're not able to step out the comfort zone? That's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. How are you able to do that if you don't step out of your comfort zone? But that's what makes it exciting. And that journey I'm just ready for it. And now I have more of an idea of how I'm going to go about it. Like, how am I going to make sure my family's straight? So I feel comfortable leaving. You don't want to just leave your family behind. You want to make sure everything is set right over there so you can be free to do what you want over there. And then they can still be a part of what you do. You know, spend three, four months at a time. Right. Maybe eventually they want to move out there too. Who knows? Right. But that would be it. Just how and what mechanisms I'm going to put in place that are really going to help me, like take advantage of this system, set some things up, establish some things here that you can like run for a little bit and then pass on to someone else to run and you still just reap residuals from. Like it just feeds you. You kind of create this baby. You take care of it to the point where you could pass it on to someone else to take care of while you're still reaping the benefits of it, you know? So setting a couple of those up so it's like what I'm doing is more for the community instead of solely for profit. Like I want to make it where it's like I'm good regardless of what I do and I can really just step out and do what I want to do and try to find a ways to make it lucrative for me. So I I have my ideas of a couple things. And at this point, it's just really just understanding the legal system and understanding business, international business, how you do how how they conduct business out there, how, what you need to go through to establish a business. What do you really want to do? you know mapping all of that out and then then you just kind of figure out a timeline like what's my timeline and then you just execute you have your big goal and then you have your benchmark goals and then you have your smaller goals that are sprinkled all in between that and then you're just trying to knock out all that you can some sooner than later right it might not be in the exact order that you mapped it out but it's it's gonna get done right you know so that's what it's about for me and and that's the thing that brings me a lot of joy because it's like i'm really stepping into arenas where i can really make a living doing what i genuinely enjoy that to is do. so dope and i can also um kind of build towards that ultimate goal of the 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 repatriation the the 
the transition, you know, still enjoying the process, still enjoying my time here, establishing what I need, you know, doing what I need to do here first. And then still having that long-term goal of really setting everything up there, getting it done Mm -hmm. and making it work. Cause it's going to take a lot of research. You can't be lazy with it. Like you really got to, and you got to make real connections with people out there. Yes, absolutely. That absolutely. Is one of the most important thing. Absolutely. And then on top of that, it's it's for so many reasons. One, because some of them can tell you like you're just going there and not knowing a soul and you're at say for instance one of the biggest markets out there in Nigeria. <laughs> They could easily hustle you, kidnap you. Anything could go wrong because you're foreign. You don't know nobody. You're like a baby. Yes. That's why it's so important that you make a connection because at least if they see you're interacting with these people or they see you speaking it, oh, okay, you know. But even beyond that, you need a liaison because you need somebody that's going to show you how to move. Like, this is how you move out here. Yes. Because you got to, you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb and, and draw, draw a lot of unnecessary attention towards right. yourself and ruffle feathers unknowingly because you just don't know how to move. Right. So you need that. That's really important. And the more research I'm doing, the right. more I see, like, that's an integral part. Right. So you got to figure out kind of a general area, at least a country. Right. Like, it can't just be like a region. Right. Like, you have to at least pick a country so you can understand how that country operates. Right. Make a legitimate connection. Like, you know that person for at least, like, two years. Right. Make that connection with that person over there. Right. That you have somebody first that you can trust. Right. Um, I mean, and that's the thing, though. Like... You you not only need to have like a personal connection with them, you need to be physically over there being around them too. Because you gotta also look at it like this. Sometimes those personal connections it could turn into something different when you're around them. You know what I'm saying? 'Cause they they just hustled you. Yeah. And you just you make yourself a target, like beyond hustle. People just, like you said, kidnap you and extort you. Right. They know you foreign, so you probably got money. Right. So then they put pressure on you to make you give up your money to them. Right. So, yeah. So it's really just being smart about whatever whatever it is that you're trying to do. And like I said, it's you're, you're transitioning from the what to the how. Right. I think in simple terms, that's really what it is. Like, I'm really transitioning to the how. Right. And I'm really, like, putting pen to paper and really, like, saying, I'm going to do this at this time. Right. And it's going to be a stepping stone to ultimately what I want to do. So that is incredibly exciting. That just makes it so exhilarating almost, where it's like, you just don't know what the future going to be like because you do you planting seeds in gardens so outside of gardens that you're comfortable with that you just don't know how the you know 
you don't know if you're going to be able to reap what you sow in the same way. You don't know if it's going to be better or worse. But you do know it's going to be a change because it's a different environment that you're stepping into. Right. And that's that's the exciting thing. So I'm excited for that. And um, I'm excited that you, you, you took the time out to be a part of this show. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate I, it. I have a pleasure being on the show with you. And you actually have a podcast coming out. Yes, so I do. I'm yes, like, yeah. yes. Coming soon to you. Right now, we'll be slowly promoting it. But right now, I just want to say that you can also tune in right now on Spotify. 420 Friendly Vibe Podcast is the podcast you want to tune into. Me, Queen Cielo, as the host. It basically um, highlights underground artists from all over the world, making it an international connection, bridging the gap with music and culture. That's 100%. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. And it's going to be right here on uh, WKMTDB, The Great FM, right? Yes, absolutely. So we want to welcome you to the fam. We really do. And we know your show is going to be great. Oh, oh my God. We know your show is going to be great. Yes. Um, So everybody go follow her, Queen C.A.L.O. Yes. Follow her, support her, and everything that she's doing. Um, again, I just want to thank you for being a part of this show, going in on these topics with me. Thank you for having me. It was yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. No problem. And um, yeah, man. So that has been this week's episode of the Groove Live show. It's been such a pleasure speaking with y'all about these topics. And it's been a pleasure spending time with y'all on this last day of my 30s. Like, it... It's beautiful, you know. I'm excited. I'm I, like I said, I'm ready for this transition. Even though I know 30 is just an arbitrary number, I'm already in the transition. But I just feel like I don't happy know. birthday uh, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You look like a monkey, and you smell like what? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Queen Cielo <laughs> singing happy birthday. I appreciate I appreciate all the love. love. All I appreciate love. the love. And I appreciate your time. Thank this you. This has been a lot of fun going in on a lot a wide range of topics. And we, we was able to get it done in the two hours. So, yeah. So, I thank y'all again. You know, shout out to the great FM WKMT DB. You know, Miami's number one Billboard charter radio station. Always connecting the world through music. It's your main man, DJ Melo Jones. I'm signing now. I got one little last track for y'all. Um, this is a little bit more of um, Garnet Silk. This is some Nothing Can Divide Us right here on the Groove Live Show. So until next week, y'all, y'all have a great night. Stay safe. And most My importantly, love. stay groovy. All right? Shoot.
you shine. 